This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions, www.cosproductions.com. Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle. Hello, everybody. This is Patricia W. Fisher with Readers Entertainment Radio, and it is the second week of July. Can you believe? Oh, I'm sorry. It's the third week of July, if you're going by the calendar here. Um, And we're just cruising right along, aren't we? And every week, I always hope everybody's doing well, staying healthy, and I'm going to give you a little bit of escapism, which is so much fun, because today I get to talk to a friend I've had for a very long time, and I'm super glad she's coming on the show. So today I have Al M. Gonzalez. She has spent several years working in the medical field, and she always incorporates stories into her, uh, always incorporates her background into the stories. Her stories will always include multicultural characters, and someone will most likely get sick, but they will get better. She always has that happily ever after part in there. And she also writes second chance romances and women who are not 25 years old, a little bit older than that, which is a few of us might be. Um, and we always love reading those amazing stories. So welcome to the show today. Ms. Gonzalez, how are you today? You there? <laughs> are you there? I don't hear you. <laughs> While she's getting that all figured out, um, we can talk a little bit about, um, hopefully everybody is uh, staying busy, um, trying to stay um, as relaxed as you can, um, and hopefully um, finding all sorts of really good books to read. And I do hope that this show does help you find something that that gives you a little bit of calm and um, maybe to... You know, leave some of the stressors behind for just a little while. Um, it's super important that I know everybody is just trying to get through the day sometimes. Sometimes it's just hourly. Sometimes it's, um, you know, day by day. But remember to give yourself permission, a little bit of space mentally, um, to step out of that bubble for yourself and hopefully uh, give yourself a little bit of uh, breathing. So, um, she says she can hear me. Let me try this again. Let me see if it'll get her on. The computer's acting wonky. Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yay! You can hear me? <laughs> I can. I can. Well, good. I was worried there. <laughs> oh, no. We're good. Um, so it's... So tell me, you know, we've known each other for a long time because we've been in San Antonio Romance Authors, but tell me why do you write second chance romance or why do you write about characters that are, you know, not the classic 25 to 35-year-olds? Well, it's probably because I'm uh, at that point in my life because Mm -hmm. when I first started writing, um, I was in college, so I, my characters mm-hmm. were college, my heroines were college girls. Then I was a single mom, well, I was married. Uh, I wrote as a married woman, and then I was a single mom, so I wrote stories about single moms. And now I'm at this point in my life, I'm writing about, you know, maybe somewhere out there is a second chance at romance. Yeah. 
Yeah. You know. <laughs> and so you've been writing for a long time. Yes, I have. I have. I've only been seeking publication since uh, 2001 when I joined a Romance Writers Group here in San Antonio. So what made you take that step? Because, I mean, a lot of times people are like, oh, yeah, I've written a journal. I just write stories for myself or for my family. What made you take that step to want to be part of a writer's group? Well, I back in the day, you found out about things reading the newspaper. So I mm-hmm. saw this uh, thing in the San Antonio Express News that said, wanted romance writers. And I oh, thought, wow. oh, <laughs> And they were meeting at the Maverick Cafe on San Pedro, which is not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I went, and the first person I met was Pamela Morsi. And oh, I was yeah. So, I was so thrown aback because I had just read a book by her. And, you know, I had this picture of writers, published writers, were up there somewhere in the clouds, unreachable. And yeah. then so when I met Pam and she was in front of me in a restaurant that I was at, I thought, wow. Maybe it's not so impossible to achieve. Yeah. You yeah. It, it is weird, isn't it? You know, you, you've read yeah. these stories from these people, and then all of a sudden they're sitting next to you, you know, eating queso out of the same bowl, and you're like, wow. <laughs> yes, that was the feeling I had, I think. I guess because you, you think it's so unreal. It's, it's a dream up there somewhere that maybe one day mm-hmm. you'll be a published writer. Right. Yeah. And you are, which yes. is cool. Yes, this is my, I think this is my fifth book. Uh-huh. Fourth. It is. Yeah. Yes. So. Exciting yeah, stuff. Very, yes, it is. And I'm very excited about this book because it's a little bit, kind of a little bit different because, I mean, I've, ha- I've had this story in my mind for several years, starting and stopping it. And then finally I decided, I think it's time to submit this and see where it goes. Right. So what, I mean, what makes, what made you say first, I mean, you've always written, but what made you sit down and say, you know what, um, I think I could write a book because, cause everybody's like, oh yeah, I'll write it and no one ever sees it. I mean, what was that, that trigger, that catalyst that made you say, you know what, I really want to write this and have people see it? Um, the, well, my first book, the way my first book happened back in 2006 was that this new publisher, independent publisher, uh, ran a, a contest and the story had to feature a rose garden. And they were going to uh-huh. put all the winning stories in an anthology. And, I, and it was, so it's going to be short stories. It wasn't going to be novel length. So I submitted it. And then, like about a month later, the the editor, publisher uh, of the publishing house, the Wild Rose Press is who I'm talking mm-hmm. about, sent me an email, and the h- title was Question About Your Book. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I did something wrong, and, and you know, it's been <laughs> thrown out of the content. <laughs> but what she said was, and it took me a while. I, had to, I was at work opening my email, right? I had to go outside, take a few deep breaths, and then I went back in, opened it, and she wanted me to expand my short story into a novel-length book. Oh, and well. so I Yes. So my story went from three chapters to about 15 chapters, and I thought, wow. So, yeah, that, that's how that <laughs> first book happened. <laughs> well, and what was the biggest surprise for you when you started writing? I mean, because I think one of the things people – 
you know, falsely believe is, oh, yeah, we just sit down and write the book from beginning to end, and it just flows right out. Um, and we all know that's not true because we all, you know, either drink way too much coffee or eat too much chocolate or, or you know, whatever, um, or pull our hair out and stay up at weird hours to finish it. Um, I mean, what was the biggest what was the biggest surprise for you as you started writing? Well, it was there when when I've all, I've been a writer who I would just write whatever came into my head, right? Sure. And and then, but when when um, I had to expand this story from three chapters to fifteen or more, I couldn't think of what to do because mm-hmm. I had to go in the middle and expand, you know. Like yeah. chap- between one, but chapter one and two, between chapters two and three, and then keep going. Right. Well, chapter three was the end, so I had to have even yeah. more chapters between chapters two and three. <laughs> so, yeah. so I found myself actually plotting out my scenes. Uh-huh. You know, putting yeah. chapter one, and it's going to include these four scenes. Chapter two is going to include this next four scenes. So that was surprising to me because I had never worked that way before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you and write now from beginning that's, that's, to end? Yes, yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I, I, um, I'm not good at that. Uh, a lot of times, it's like, okay, oh, this sounds good today. Um, but that doesn't always work out as well. But yeah, I mean, it, the the plotting, I think, is is hard because you always have the sag, you know, the worry of the sagging middle, because we mm-hmm. all know how we want it to start and we want it to end, but it's that middle part. That's right, right. So hard, right. yeah. Yeah. And then you have to you have to be careful that it's not just filler. You know, the the scenes right. have to make sense. You know, because my sister who sometimes I get her to to read my stories like a beta reader. Mm-hmm. Some she reads she reads a lot too and she tells me <laughs> sometimes she says, I read a book and you know what? I think that author was just filling in scenes i think they made her mm-hmm. add scenes and she just you know it sounds to her like they just added them in and you never right. want that as a writer to for a reader to think oh i mean this scene doesn't even make sense here she didn't even need to put that in and there it is you don't want that yeah and do you find that you know now that you've been writing and then you've talked to i'm sure you've talked to friends and family you go see movies or you read stuff and and they'll say what you think, and you're like, oh, and you and you kind of analyze it as a writer. Like, well, that didn't make any sense because blah blah blah. And um, do you find that now you have you guys have those kind of conversations? Like, like you're saying, well, that was obviously filler. What was the point of that? You know, do you have yes. those kind of conversations? Yes. Yeah. And and sometimes sometimes you just wish you could turn it off. You know, because <laughs> you just I just want to watch a movie or I just want to read a book and not critique it. <laughs> <laughs> I, know. I know. Well, and we all know the best ones are the ones that you don't have. They, you don't think about it at all because it all right, just, right. It makes sense. That's um, true. That's true. Yeah, we've we've okay. done. I've been driving the car. You know, now I can say, you know, we drive in the car, and my kids were watching a movie in the back. Um, and it's funny because we were watching something, and I remember one of my kids saying, "Mom, is this the dark moment?" <laughs> They even know about that, right? Yeah. 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 It's the meat shoot, Mom. <laughs> okay. Or is the movie over? No, the big black moment hasn't come yet. Wait a minute. <laughs> the black moment has not happened. 
<laughs> they were watching something the other day, and it's like, it starts with a black moment, Mom. I'm like, no, it gets worse. They're like, oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a very weird movie. <laughs> we're all like, what? Um, so, yeah, it, it's very interesting to see the the whole structure when you get to sit down and take it apart, and then you have to put it back together again. And so mm-hmm. when you – plan to write that first book and okay so you said okay I'm gonna write about a rose garden you finish that first book um yes. and then they're like and would you write a second book you know what was your what was your uh thought on that it's like what well what happened with the second book was that I entered another contest for another okay. anthology and again I was asked if I could expand the story into a book okay nice so <laughs> One of my, I was in a critique group at the time, and and the and she told me, you know what, maybe you should submit to, to anthologies because they don't want your book in an anthology. <laughs> but then that's yeah. how I'm getting my books. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know whatever works, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> but it never gets old, right? When someone says they want your stuff. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. And really, the thing is, I. I've had a lot of personal things that have that have happened in my life, and some, you know, just were very tragic, and some were just things that I allowed to get in my way, because mm-hmm. uh, I I think at this point sometimes I think I, sh- I at this by this point I should have more published books. But then again, maybe not. Maybe they're they're coming like they're supposed to, you know. Right, right. So, you know, but I always have ideas. I mean, like I have a five book series that I've been trying to get an agent for for a long time, mm-hmm. and and I, and those stories are still there. I've written about a couple of them, and I and I want to, I want to see those published some, somewhere sometime. Yeah. yeah. Um, Do the stories come faster now that you've started writing them? In, I mean, like they're into books now. Or is it the same as it was before? I mean, how does it how does it play in your brain? Well, um, it's it's different. Well, I don't know if they come faster, but um, I I can always like like right now my my publisher has another idea about a a story that features ice cream in it. So okay. I'm in the middle of that one, right? Think and it's it's hot right now, so you do think ice cream would be good right now, and so <laughs> you know <laughs> if you could get into the store to get it. But anyway, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so um, you know, I I get uh, different ideas pop into my head at different times, and and I and I go with it. You know, yeah, and and like I said, I have that five book series, and I've written two books, so I still have three more books to write on that one. So I just need to, you know, get focused and see what project do I want to write, do I want to work on next, and just get to it. Right. Well, I mean, and I think that you know we're all looking for all sorts of voices. You know, it, it's and it's, it's nothing against anybody who writes. Um, people between the ages of 25 and 35, they're they're lovely. I always read everything, but I think you know there's a real big push now for own voices type books, and you know 
you have your voice and your experiences and I have mine and, you know, Reese Ryan was on last week and she talked about hers and, and it's like, I think it's important that, um, you know, we, we mix it all up a little bit. So we don't have, you know, the same kind of person each time. And so when you're writing the, the age range you're writing and, and bringing in your own experiences, I think that's incredibly, I get, I would think it would be just, cathartic in a way but also just oh let me write about this time at christmas that we did this or we made this or i mean it's got to be kind of fun to to bring back some of those fun memories to put in your stories yes yes it is it is like you know like summers i remember summers growing up we were always outside Mm -hmm. and uh nowadays it seems like kids don't really spend that much time outside it seems you know a lot of them don't Um, right but, you know, from the time we had breakfast until our mom would call us in for supper, we were outside. Yeah. You know, and especially in the summer because we were out of school. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And that's what this it was. story is bringing back, you know, that, uh, you know, I remember those times. Yeah. With the family getting together and, and uh, actually we didn't eat ice cream so much as watermelon and uh and uh, lemonade and drink drink lemonade. That, that's where those were our things. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's um it's funny. My brother had posted something the other day on Facebook. It's like um, how we used to celebrate summer, and it was just a hose. <laughs> oh yes, <laughs> like, I remember those how, how we used to get a drink of water <laughs> in the summertime, like straight out of the hose. And then I commented, it's like right after you drink it, you spray your sibling in the face. It's like yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> Right, yes, very true. <laughs> yeah, you set up the sprinkler, you know, and running through the sprinkler. Um, that was always another one. And then um, we had this patio that had cracked. I guess it just the foundation had changed, the shifted with the dirt underneath or something. Um, they obviously didn't put a form up. They just kind of poured a slab. <laughs> and um, so it cracked, and there's this, there was this family of toads that lived under this, this – um, um, slab and so we'd like flood them out every day um, and I'm sure they're thinking oh god here they come again but we did we but they never moved I mean I guess you know it's kind of their place um, but just yeah spent hours outside maybe they enjoyed the, like that. Maybe, yeah maybe they enjoyed getting hosed down as well <laughs> I guess you know it's probably a lot of bugs under there too but you know I mean you mentioned that my dad would talk about his grandmother lived in East Texas and she would have all 17 grandchildren at the same time and um, she you know everybody would come inside at night of course and she'd make everyone she basically just kind of hosed everyone down because you know because you can't you know one bathroom you can't 17 showers so she's hose oh, them all down and she gets them all up you know, as soon as the sun's up, feeds them all breakfast, kicks them outside. And, and I remember, I was like, well, how did she even keep track? And she could, he, my dad's like, you kidding? It was a small town. People just called each other. Just saw your grandpa, grandson walking by, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then she'd come out and do a head count about midday because, um, you know, they'd all be out there beating the crap out of each other. And then she'd just, you know, do a head count, she'd feed everybody lunch, and then kick them all back outside, and then about mid-afternoon do another head count, and she'd come out, and they had chickens running around. And she'd just grab a chicken and wring its neck right in front of them and go inside and have dinner. 
<laughs> oh, my dad. My dad like, did that. You know. He talked about. I never yeah. saw him, but he 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 used to do that. Yeah. I can't even. I know. <laughs> you know, my mother-in-law. She's she's very she's rather petite, and she said that she was sent outside when she was about ten. So this is in the nineteen. 19- 40s and she said she was sent out to wring the chicken's neck you know for dinner and she Uh said that poor chicken just screamed she could not like counterweight it under like the broom handle you know the head under the the neck under the broom handle and she she just basically was just like I can't do it so her mom came out and did it um she's like I just just still (laughs) you could see the look on her face it's like just dreading this chore um but I mean but those kind of things, it, like we're talking about, people are like, oh, yeah, that's right. You know, the, the hose and, I mean, all that little bits of escapism that we get to throw in those stories. I mean, it's just, it's, right, it's cool. Right. Yes, you know? because it, it takes you to another time and place, especially yeah. if you're going through a bad time, you know. Some, you know, yeah. when, um, I mean, you know that when my son was in the hospital right. the first time, um he, you know, I went down to the gift shop, and I went to the books, and I saw romance books. And even though I was feeling so heavy in my heart, I saw that romance book, and I I felt a little lift, you know, yeah. of, of joy, because oh, I can read this, and it'll take me somewhere happy, and I yeah. need this, you know, I need this moment right now, you know. So yeah. that's another reason there, I mean, that, there's... Yeah, there's, I mean, there's a lot of discussion about that. Is should we have heavier moments in our our books? Um, and I think that that's. I think it depends on the story, um, and then how it's told, of course. And then do you tell it with? There's hope, you know. Mm-hmm, there's mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there's still there's still hope in the world after bad things do happen. Um, right. Yeah. And like in yeah. my 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 current story. Uh, the heroine is is going through a very dark time in her life because she uh, she lost a son in a car accident, and mm-hmm. she's she's gotten her life very well structured. That's the you know very well organized. Goes by a calendar. She does these things in a, on certain days of the week, and she never veers from it because yeah. she she thinks that that's the only way she can control her grief. Over mm-hmm. over the the death of her son, of course, until she meets the hero, right? Who's an adventurer? Sure. You know, he lives for the for the moment and whatever, right? So, um, so in that case, even though it is she is in a dark place, there is that hope that that you were saying that she mm-hmm. can find happiness, you know, at some point in her life, find right. happiness again. No. Yes, and 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 it can be hard. I mean, it's it, there's no there's no way it's one of those things that um, anybody approaches lightly. Um, right. Right. But I think that it's it's a way to say, hey, you know, it's it's going to be okay. And um, I mean, I I remember reading a book years ago when I was in a really bad situation, and the the character in the book was in a similar situation and it made me hopeful because you know she got out she left she believed that she could walk away um and she did and i thought you know i could do that 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, I could I could yep. you know stand up again and do it. Um, right. And so, is, how did you come up with the idea of this of the story for your newest one? I mean, what was your? Well, I mean, and, and it's called a very a well structured life. A well structured life. A well structured life, and it's out next week. Next week, yes, next yes. Uh, Wednesday. So we're pre ordering now. Which is very right. exciting. <laughs> yes, it is. I've never seen my book up for pre-order before. <laughs> I thought you have so arrived, my naive, friend. Right? But but usually usually what would happen is that my publisher put it on the website, and that was the uh-huh. first place you could go to buy it, right? <laughs> so when, once it got to Amazon, it was already you know there. You you didn't pre-order it, but now right. my publisher doesn't doesn't uh you can't buy books off of their website anymore. Okay. Yeah. 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 So, so but yeah, anyway, it's up on Amazon ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, let me think uh, cuz this story uh Patricia, I I started writing this story in 2009. Okay. And that was a year that I started and stopped a lot of things that are finally seeing the light of day, you know, in yes. the in the last couple of years. Uh, and I think I was going to submit it to uh, Debbie Maycomer was running a contest of, of some kind, okay. and I don't think she had any. She just wanted it to be a romance. Yeah. But one of my, I guess, I guess it came because one of my things back then and still, only back then I wanted to learn how to drive a motorcycle. Now mm-hmm. I just want to ride on one. <laughs> <laughs> so right. that's why I got a hero who rode a motorcycle, right? And so, and I think I'm a frustrated accountant because I started out to major in account in accounting, but decided that that wasn't for me. But maybe subconsciously, I still want to because I find that a lot of my either my hero or my heroine is an accountant sometimes, you know, in okay. different in different stories. So. Uh, and of course, you know the because of of, of my son, I, I I included this this that she had lost her son. Uh, it just it just happened that way. That's one of those things that okay, this is the right place to put this because that'll explain her well structured life that that she leads. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's who. That's how that came about. Well, it's funny that you mentioned that, that it's now the time to, like, the character tells you it's the time to tell the story and it happens. Because uh, I don't know if you remember, we did that book in a year workshop, um, and Pamela Morrissey spoke about one of her books, that she had a um, a character whose father had died is how she was writing it. And mm-hmm. she was writing a scene, and the dad showed up. And she, you know, she's saying, no, no, you're not supposed to be here. And she erased him out of the story mm-hmm. and was writing. And then the next day the guy showed up again. And she's like, no, no, you're not supposed to be here and erased it. And then by day three she's like, okay, fine. So, um, you know, he he showed up <laughs> again, obviously. She kept him in it. Um, and she's, that, was the, that was part of the discussion is let your characters tell you. Um, what they're doing and what needs to happen. Um, right. And so she said right. the story was stronger because mm-hmm. the father was in there. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I remember her telling that story, and I thought, oh, it's not just me. 
talking to imaginary people. Right, right. <laughs> and another thing that happens is that uh, because of the way the character, the hero is in this story, uh, when she finds out that he has a, a son, I mean a, a daughter, she can't believe it mm-hmm. because she can't believe that a man who lives by his by the seat of his pants is a dad, right? Okay. And yeah. another thing that that I made it uh is that the her the daughter is 5 years older is 5 years older than her son would have been. Okay. Yeah. You know, so uh and and you know she's been going through this grief for 5 years and not really not really uh dealing with it. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, so um I just uh, and and that just happened too. That you know, okay, I'll make him a dad, and I'll make him a good dad. So just to throw her off, right, even more. Right, right, <laughs> right. Like, wait, what? <laughs> no because, way. You know, I mean, you know, it's, I know it's a stereotype. You know, a biker, and you know, he writes a he he also works as a truck driver. He's one that you know, like a sailor has a woman in every truck stop in mm-hmm. the in the state right in the country so you know give him a different give him a different aspect you know right not that all truck drivers are like that you know or bikers right but it's kind of like the the stereotype you know i was laughing because we went on a cruise a few years ago we were down in galveston and it happened to be like harley davidson something going on in galveston that weekend so we Uh arrive on friday you have to park your car, you know, go to the uh, port of Galveston. But there's there's bikes everywhere. Like they, we were there early, and they they were anticipating something like sixty thousand bikes. I don't know, it was insane. Oh. So we were there, and there's all these people walking around in their leathers. And I and I have to tell the kids they wear leathers, so if they wreck, they don't get ripped up. I mean, the leathers serve a purpose. Um, and so, but we saw this one, and I, I thought I will, I would never have imagined this before. But this guy's walking out of Starbucks with his tiny dog under his arm and his girlfriend, who's about the same age, and all leathers with a frappuccino. And I'm just like, I can't even, <laughs> I can't know, even right? imagine. It's like, wow, this has changed. Um, so yeah. I bet he was a fabulous yeah. dog dad too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just throw people the off. Softer, Why not? The softer side of the biker. <laughs> right. Well, my mom had a friend of hers who they would actually they were part of this biking group and they would um uh motorcycle group. Uh and they would they would actually like put on fake tattoos and all this stuff and like ride on the weekends. So they all looked, you know. Like they were, oh, you're, oh, you know, yeah. stereotypical. I was like, you guys are like, you're like legal secretaries. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, well, see how so, much fun it is to find your own it character. Is, you know, to get crazy. Oh, yeah. To get fun. And, you know, and, I mean, did you go, did you, you don't know how to ride, you said you don't know how to ride a motorcycle, but did you go to, like, the Harley-Davidson store locally, or did you call, or do you know someone who rides a bike? I, yeah, well, I did, about go, that? I, I did go to the, to the store, because mm-hmm. they, they have this, uh, on Saturdays, they probably don't anymore with 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 the pandemic that's going on. But on Saturday mornings into the early early afternoon, they would have live bands. 
at that Caliente okay. motorcycle shop on 410. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, and, and I was so impressed by that. And, and actually, I I wrote another story from the, with these characters that it's just, you know, I'm not going to publish it because it's the same characters. Unless they want a sequel, I don't know. But uh, I had them meet at, at that a motorcycle shop because I was so impressed okay. by it, you know. <laughs> so yeah. many things can happen here. <laughs> I know. You know? And, but I mean, and I also know I yeah. also have some biker friends that that all would okay. always go to rallies and even they went even went one in in November, and they showed me pictures where they had to cover themselves from head to foot because the in the icy highway. I mean, you know. Yeah. They would just freeze. Their their skin yeah. skin would freeze out there, so uh, yeah. So I I think that's where the first seed of that idea. It was, you know, several years ago when when uh, we would see each other all the time and they were going to these rallies, that the little seed of the idea was was planted, until mm-hmm. it finally you know grew into a story. I love it. Yeah. And, I um. Now you were in the medical field, correct? Yes. Yes. And what did you do? I were well. I started out as a receptionist. Uh, well, actually, I have to go even further back than that. Uh, my first job was in vocational rehab with an okay. alcohol, uh, alcohol, alcoholism. Mm, I can talk alcoholism counselor, and I've always done okay. the office clerical type of uh, jobs with with these different fields. But I've done from vocational rehab to outpatient surgery to home health was my was my last one. Okay. And okay. you know I I and I learned that from top to bottom to where when I was my last job with them was quality quality improvement to where you mm-hmm. look at what's being done and how we can get it do it better. Right. Know, so. Yeah. Any so um, really, any want to go into the clinical side? No, I never. I'm too squeamish for that. And I remember that the when we would go to lunch with the nurses, and yeah. you know we had we had people who were diabetics and and uh, you know had had surgeries and had wounds, so they were doing wound care. And there they were eating their burger or their whatever and talking. Oh, this wound it was gangrenous and it's all bloody. And I was like, Oh my gosh, how can you talk about that when you're eating? <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> well, but to them, and, and it, was nothing. The, it was just part of the job. Yeah, the discussion is if I got if I didn't eat when I wasn't grossed out, I would never eat. You know, because right. as, as right. a nurse, because right. it's like it's always something. Um, right. And you know, my kids right. love some of the stories I tell. They're like, really? Am I? Yeah. Um, and it is. Yeah, it's a whole different universe for sure. Um, yes. But. Yes. <laughs> But in 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 evaluating, especially because we also had to evaluate their doc- documentation, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes I would read those wound care notes, and I would have to, you know, tell the nurse, "Here, I know, I know, you know what you did, but you didn't write it down so that an auditor coming in will see mm-hmm. what you did." You know, if right. it's not written, it wasn't done. So you have to yes. you have to just write it out. You know. Yes. So. And that's yeah. So then that's I got sadly, to where I, yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, I, I have to tell them you have to make it more squeamish. <laughs> Describe yeah. it in detail. 
Well, and one of the things that, um, you know, there's a, I worked ER, and so, you know, you have to chart all this stuff. And sometimes people come in and say um, not nice things to us. And uh, so I remember I would document, like, patient states, quote, you know, blah, blah, blah. And um, there was another nurse that did the same thing, and he said that medical records had come to him and asked him, could you not um, state exactly what they say? Because apparently they were getting very distressed reading Mm. the actual dialogue from what the patients were saying at 2 a.m. on a Saturday. Um, Mm. And, uh, yeah, and he said, (laughs) no, (laughs) this is what they said. They said, well, can you just say patient used profanity? Um, And he's like, well, that's subjective because, you know, I, what's profane to me isn't profane to you. Um, so, yeah, and they said, well, can you just put, like, um, you know, F blank, 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 you know, instead? He said that's not what they said. So it was very, <laughs> apparently <laughs> medical records was very distressed. Oh. About, yeah. Well, um, that was, was that when yeah. they, well, and I guess nurses are still doing it where it, wasn't it called SOAP? SOAP documentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The S, mm-hmm. the, the S stood for a statement the patient made, right? That was the first thing mm-hmm. you put. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, God, I hadn't thought of that in years. Yeah. Um, but I just remember yeah. that, Patricia. <laughs> yeah. Well, they said that. They said, you know, to us, they told us, you go document exactly what they say. Because then there's yeah. no doubt um, in in mind. So, you know, when you're talking about nurses documenting what they what they did or changed or procedures um yeah it's it's got to be pretty specific right because yeah it can, get, it can get picked apart in court if something goes mm-hmm. something goes there yeah oh my yeah it's a it's a whole different world for sure um it is it so, is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh so what i mean what kind of projects so you've got these five books do they in do they overlap with, with characters, or are they five individual stories? They overlap with characters. Okay. And, and they're, the, the common theme among them is they're set in this little small town based on my small town where I grew up, and I named it Geyser, mm-hmm. Texas. And another thing that goes through all these books is that the heroine is in the medical field and the hero is a musician. Okay. And, yeah. And so, you know, I uh, like the first one is called Her Tejano Cowboy because yes. he used to be a bull rider and now he's a Tejano sing- singer. Okay. And uh, then That's the cool. second one is Her Mariachi Lover because he's a mariachi, but he's also a rancher. Yes. Know. So uh, yes. along that line. And I love those characters. I just love them. Every time I think about those stories, and I've and I've made book covers for all of them. My own book cover. <laughs> so you're just waiting for that, you know. Yeah, I mean, would you do self-publish if, um, if you get too many no's from, from traditional publish? Well, I have, I might, or I might just submit them to the, to the my publisher right now, the Wild Rose Press. I'm thinking that yeah. they could do something with it, you know. I yeah. hope, you know, because... Um, I have a lot. I'm having a lot of trouble because they, uh, the last 
the last uh, uh, publisher I submitted it to uh, rejected it because uh, she couldn't find a hook. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that. What do you mean? There, there is a hook. They're all musicians. Mm-hmm. They're all in the medical field. What exactly do you want? I, yeah. I didn't get yeah. it. I didn't get it quite. Well, it sounds like she didn't either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and I think maybe my title also threw her off because I put cowboy, and he's not really a cowboy. He's not a rancher. He was a bull rider. So I don't know. Right. Well, and I think, too, that people who aren't familiar with those areas um, don't understand that there's a definite uh, separation of you have the rodeo, the people who do rodeo circuits, and then you have ranchers, and then you have, you know, I mean, it's just like it's not all this all-inclusive title. Um, Right. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, they're not just out there, you know, yeah. Yes, I mean, we'll just put on the cowboy head and boots and call themselves a cowboy, you know. <laughs> and they don't want to right. anything to do with cows and ranches. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's not how this works. I don't know. I just and I got a little bit disillusioned there, but then now I'm gonna keep on going and, and see where where it takes me. So you feel like you got enough books to keep you busy for a while? Enough ideas? I think so. I think so. And yeah. I and I really enjoy it and. What I need to do is I just need to stay focused, you know, don't let don't let the little things get to me or I guess yeah. big and little things and just keep going. You know, yeah. because I really enjoy it. It's something that I need to do and and I see myself kind of like being like a a boiling kettle with the lid on top that it just needs to be mm-hmm. taken off if I don't write, you know. Yeah, I, that that writing needs to come out. Yeah, know, telling the stories. So, telling the story. Yeah, telling mm-hmm. the story. Mm-hmm. Well, I love it. I'm glad you did, because you know we've known each other for gosh, what, 15 years? Gosh, uh, Patricia, I don't even remember not knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, been, it's been. I mean, you've you know you've always yeah. you've always been around. Yeah, yeah, I'm around. Yeah. Here I am. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's been. And then, you know, we're each going on our journeys and getting published and seeing all the things going yeah. on. It's been, yeah, and you a lot. And you've a lot from that first book that I remember you you were writing, Worth the Wait. Is that the first book yes. I remember you yes. wrote? Yeah, and I got the rights back, so I'm going to uh, put it out as an indie, and I've got some. Uh, I'm gonna finally write the other stories with it. But it's just, it's it's one of those things that, um, again, it's coming up with every single tiny idea. And and I'm sure you've done this. It, you're writing, and you're like, oh wait, I have to go back and answer that question from that. It's like, you know, pulling threads through the loom, or you know, pulling the right. the, the fabric through the loom and- to make sure they all pull through. And then that's what happened with this current story is that because I've had it so long, I went when I went back and read and thought, nah, that doesn't sound right. I'm gonna have to add this. I'm gonna have to take mm-hmm. that out. It's like you know, mm-hmm. you always there's always room for improvement or change in a story. You know, oh, you can sure. always make it better and and you know, add this or take that away that really sense and you know, and and it's fun. I mean, it's fun. The thing, you know, a lot of people say that they don't like the editing part. I do, yeah, because it's making the story better, right? And it's making me think yeah. more about, well, why did I put that in there? You know, if my editor questions me, 
why did right. I put that in there? And sometimes I, ha- I have an answer, and sometimes I think, I don't know why I put it in there. Take it out, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but even better, sometimes if you're reading it, you're like, you're like, man, that was good. I wrote yes. that. I don't yes, remember writing it, then, but I did. Especially, especially if I cry. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm a good writer. <laughs> wow. <laughs> the best thing ever. <laughs> Maybe nobody else will think so, but I do. <laughs> I do, and that's all that matters. Oh, well. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Lupe. I'm so glad that you did. You're welcome. And You're welcome. keep us posted for the next uh, amazing project that comes that comes out, okay? I sure will, and I really appreciate Yay. it. This was a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. And if anybody wants to keep in touch with with um, Lupe Gonzalez, her, you can find her on Twitter, Facebook. I'm sorry, you can find her on Facebook and her website. And her newest book will be out, A Well-Structured Life, next week. You can pre-order now, and the links are up in the write-up of the show. This show brought to you by Circle of Seven Productions www.cosproductions.com Please be sure to subscribe and welcome to our circle.